This is Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence. Your 803 tea time every Sunday morning right here on ESPN Sports Radio 1392.5. Backspin Golf is brought to you by Clark's Pump and Shop, Lexington Parks and Recreation, Edwin Watts Golf, and Georgetown Advantage Air. Let's join your host, Matthew Lawrence, for Backspin Golf. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Sunday. Backspin Golf from the Square Country Club, as always, right here on Main Street in downtown Lexington. Uh, Hope you're having a good weekend so far. This is going to be, I can't wait. I always can't wait to do Backspin. This is going to be really something. Uh, my guests today will be Keith Stewart, and we are going to talk, who is just a, a really, really exceptional guy in the world of golf and golf betting. It's the second time he's been on the show, and I'm fascinated by this because I don't bet on golf, but many people do. And he's, he's an expert in this, and he'll explain why he's such an expert. And I can't wait to talk to him. And then Chris McEwen, uh, who has a great YouTube podcast on the YouTube channel uh, called That Range Life and is a very funny human being and wonderful. We'll talk with him. And then Darren Nelson, the tournament director of the Barbasol Championship Peeps, July 13th to the 16th. It'll be here before we know it. We're going to get an update on the Barbasol Championship. But first, we're going to start with Keith Stewart. All right, here we go. Uh, A little while ago, for the first time on Backspin, I had Keith Stewart join me, and it was great. And he is great. And uh, you can follow him on Twitter at KJ Stewart, S T E W A R T P G A. And that PGA part is important, and we'll explain why. He is the golf expert at Read the Line. And all the content he does, uh, it's not really that big a deal. At PGA, at SI for Sports Illustrated Golf, at Sporting News, at LPGA, at PGA Tour. And you can go to readtheline.com. Hi, Keith Stewart. <laughs> Matt, it's great to be back on your show. Um, let's get into this, man. You, I love it. It's, when I was reading all that stuff, you actually got a look on your face like, that's pretty impressive. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes when you're uh, when you're treading water with a cinder block, it's tough to look around and see the sunset, you know? So I, oh, when people whoa. put it into perspective as well as you do, uh, it's, it's, it sounds good. Well, it does. Yeah, it does. All right. And before we start, cause this, I have people, I talk about this stuff, even though Backspin's a golf show, obviously the human part of this is great. So we are zooming and you're looking at me and I'm looking at you. And before we start, I showed you a picture on the wall that Sean has put behind me of me and Eddie Murphy from a movie we did together many years ago, just to try to impress you. That's all. That's all I was doing. And then I looked behind you on your wall, and you have – why don't you tell my listeners what you have on the wall behind you? I mean, you're the host. You pointed it out. Yeah, I, just, I did. You know, there, 
they're far behind me. So I just wanted to tell you what they were. Yes. And, yes. You know, when you dropped Eddie Murphy on me, I just felt the need to say, well, those, the, those four pin flags that are behind me yeah. are from Pebble Beach in 2000, St. Andrews in 2000, Valhalla in 2000, and then the, you know, Augusta National in 2001. I said, it's the Tiger Slam mm. and they're signed by Tiger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And then, yeah. uh, unfortunately for Eddie Murphy, you I don't know what happened to the Eddie Murphy picture, but it's gone now. So it, it's I, I <laughs> poor Eddie. I, I'm going to throw it away because those four flags behind you, that's about as cool to me as cool as it gets because I'm a huge Tiger fan and I always have been. Oh. That, so that's really cool. It's been a uh, tough week for us. I know, you know? it has. Um, it has. We, we had a lot of we had a lot of positive momentum there for Tiger and his health and everything. And uh, obviously, you know, most of us probably thought it was the weather and the yeah. conditions at Augusta National, the cold. You know, a lot of people they talk about the leg, but they forget about the back fusion and all of these things. You know, and you and I aren't getting any younger, so you, <laughs> you can, you know, you can assimilate with him and say, hey, he probably just doesn't feel good because it's forty degrees outside right. and he's not built like Rory or something, right? And at the end of the day, it, it sounds like there's bigger issues going on with the leg. And uh, hopefully we can get it fixed up and uh, he can come back next year and uh, walk better. Yeah. I mean, that's the goal, uh, right? Here's, here's the other thing I heard, and I think this is interesting. In three years, he's 47. Anytime anybody mentioned Tiger playing the PGA Champions Tour, I would go, he ain't playing the Champions Tour. He's not doing that. Yeah. Somebody pointed out, I can't remember who yesterday – and this is interesting. He needs one more USGA victory to be the all-time leader in USGA titles. And so if he can somehow, he'll be busy with Rory and all the guys with his new thing that he's doing. If he can somehow stay interested enough on the champions, he could win the USGA Senior Open, the Senior Open, sure. which is a USGA event. And he can ride in that event. And he's playing. He was playing well. I mean, all you got to do is look at him swing, for goodness sake. So maybe he can. He, we can stretch this. He's not going to play, I think, next year if he's okay. He's going to try to play the majors if he can. And sure. that's, that's fine. I mean, we've already gotten way more, I think, and I think you'd agree, than we thought we would when all this went down. So I'm just hoping that is a possibility for him. I mean, we all are hoping for that. Yeah. Matt. It, every time we see him, it's, it's, you know, it's yeah. gravy on Thanksgiving. Right. You know, it's just, yep. it's the best. All right. Uh, here's where I want to start with you uh, today. Last time you visited with us, I told you that I don't bet on golf. There are a ton of people that do. And because it's a great, you, especially when you can do it live, and there are shots about to happen, and people are betting live. And last week, for example, we have a 72-hole stroke play event, and there's the betting that's involved with that before, live. This week, we have the Zurich Classic, which is a team event, and there are alternate shot, best ball. There's all kinds of different stuff going on. And I watched a great video, uh, a podcast that you did with Craig Kahn and and you were explaining kind of how you should bet this and how you approach it. And I, can you talk about that uh, for a couple of minutes? Because I think I'm interested, but I know my listeners are too. Well, you know, I get excited talking about betting in golf. Yeah. And, you know, for, for everyone to gain a little perspective on this, 
my background and we're talking about the flags and where I've been and the, I'm a PGA professional by trade. Right. So, you know, we joke about this, you and I do off air, but like with all due respect to Greg Norman, you don't grow the game, pal. Hello. Okay. <laughs> the the 28,000 men and women who are, you know, my colleagues, they are the people, the green grass operators that grow the game. And four or five years ago, as the game was in a decline, people forget this, right? That it was in a decline going into COVID mm -hmm. that, you know, golf popularity wasn't, it just wasn't there. And then coming out of COVID, we've seen what we've seen, right? And life is great. So I felt like I looked at things like Top Golf, mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, you know, the, the, the way the popularity and the way the game was being framed. And I said, you know what, we have to do a better job as PGA professionals changing the narrative around this. Because younger people aren't really assimilating to the game the way that you and I did when we were their age. Right. It's just not it's just not resonating. It's not connecting. So being from New Jersey, I had a background in knowledge in betting. And, you know, when things went legal in 2018, I spent a lot of time studying the marketplace. And there weren't any people with my background being an expert in the business and game of golf mm -hmm. pushing this vertical. So I said, you know what? I think I can like like a Top Golf. I can get people excited about the game because you don't have to bet a hundred dollars right. in order to bet nowadays. Like it's all digital. It's on your phone if you're in one of the twenty four states. So if you and I are texting, watching the end of the Masters, and you know we both got five dollars, and it, it there, let's say it goes into a playoff or something like mm -hmm. that, we feel like those guys do walking up eighteen. Yeah. And we're really caught up in the moment. And it's no different than when we're playing our own round and we're trying to break 90 for the first time and we're walking up 18. Right. So all of those emotions that I've experienced helping people love and learn the game over the last 20 plus years, I've now brought them to the forefront. And week after week, I cover the men and the women, right? That's the grow the game part yes. of the, the LPGA and the PGA Tour from a betting perspective and I write about it and I create all this content and you're very nice to mention the different platforms that publish me. And I'm, I'm sure they appreciate that. But if you go out and you just, and you find what I'm doing, I'm telling narratives week in and week out about the betting angles, but I can't tell you how many people that I've interacted into my life, thousands in the mm -hmm. golf world that are there in our phones and they text me all the time. They go, Oh, I love this story about this. And I, and I know where they're from. And I go, well, you can't even bet in your state, but like, why wouldn't I read it? Like, right. this is, it's, right. a t it's a totally different, like I write proactive content about golf. Now, when you think about it, not many people do. Right. I'm always writing about what what we think is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I have to frame that. And, and that's where your question comes from. How do I frame a partner's week versus a regular stroke play week? Okay. Right. But, you know, most, most everything else you read about Tiger has surgery this week. And then the redundant reporting of golf, that sea of similarity, you know, we all follow golf. So we have like 16 different newsletters show up and it's like Tiger has surgery, Tiger has surgery. Tiger. I just looked at all that from a golf professional's point of view. I said, we could do better or I could do better. Yeah. You know, I'm not yeah. going to blame anybody but myself. I said, I could do better. And I've created this entity called Read the Line and it's a golf media platform. And then, you know, the people that notice things like the PGA Tour, the SIs of the world, sporting news, these massive global sports brands, mm -hmm. they saw what I was doing and they said, geez, this guy's doing something totally different. And when I look at, to get back to your question, when I look at something like the RBC Heritage, a designated event, $20 million purse, I I look at it from a golf professional's point of view. And I say, okay, I'm a coach for Matt Lawrence. He's playing in this event. What are we going to work on in order? What skill set does he need? Does it fit him? 
What does the golf course look like? Mm-hmm. What's the grass look like? I look at all those things. I don't look at the analytics till the end only to confirm or validate what it is I think as a coach and as a former player. And then I go through that process. Stroke play, it's a little bit easier. It seems a little more obvious at times. Right. A golf course like, you know, Harbortown Golf Links, very strategic, you know, short, Small you know, all greens. of those things. Right. It, it, all of those things, mm-hmm. right? Those factors, you know, it starts to play out. You go, oh, well, I think there's a certain type of guy. Now, you go down to TPC Louisiana, and we start talking about the Zurich, and we have partners. This is why events like that are so great, like the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup, they really attract an audience outside of golf because the team aspect of it and the, I guess, the the volatile scoring nature, yes. right? These yeah. guys can only really win. They can only win holes with birdies. So that's a factor this week. Well, is making birdies as big a deal as you need at Harbortown versus this week in a team event? Well, I'll tell you, it's one of my top three factors this week is why I think someone can win. You know, so I look at I a team. I saw that, right. That, so I look at a team yesterday that most people might not know their names, but there was Justin Suh, and who just came S- off the Corn Ferry Tour. And Sahith Tagala. So, right. so he and Sahith, right? Yeah. So what did I look at? They both played well on Pete Dye golf courses in the last six weeks. They both make a ton of birdies, mm-hmm. right? Suh is in the field. He's like ranked fourth of all the guys that are there. Now, when he doesn't have a partner, he obviously makes bogeys because he doesn't win every week, right? right? But when you have that partner, that's great. On the better ball days, which was Thursday, where you saw these teams at 10 under, 9 under, 8 under, right? That's that's your best ball and my best ball. And then at the end of each hole, we take the best score. So mm-hmm. if I make a 5 and you make a 3, we take the 3. So right. that's why the scoring looks so good. Now, you shift to the second day. Now we're talking about foursomes. And this is where probably I caught your attention with Craig on the wrap-up show on Sirius yes. XM PGA Tour Network yesterday. Right. You have to come up with a strategy because foursomes is playing alternate shot. So you get all the odd holes, I get all the even holes, we tee off, and then when the ball's in play, we have to alternate all the way to the time that the ball is hold. And if we come back to an even hole, say you're the even hole guy, it doesn't matter who hold out, you're teeing off, right? right. So they, they have to come up with a strategy if you're you know, Max Homan and Colin Morikawa, or if you're Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantley. And that is in and of itself really interesting. But how do you handicap something like that? Well, geez, I don't know if birdies are the best determining factor there. Maybe it's something like short game. We're only hitting every other shot. Or maybe it's just overall tee to green play or ball striking. Mm-hmm. And a ball a ball striking is your measure of how good your approach plus your driving. Well, the way that golf course breaks down is very unique. You know, if you're a great iron player, let's say I'm the iron player in Artusen, right? I want the odd holes because there's three par threes where I get a tee shot. You want me hitting those shots, right? Right. I want I want you to putt there because I'm the better iron player. And then Three of the par fours that are really, really long, four, six, and 12, they're all over 470. I want you to drive because you want me hitting the iron shot in. Right. Right. Those right. are really. Th- so we now have like of the nine iron shots that are the tee shots I'm going to get, you know, six of them, we've made an impact. Now, conversely, I know your game, right? You're, you you play this sweet little butter cut off the tee, you know, a little fade, a little left to yes, right action. Yes, I do. Right? Yes, I and do. <laughs> between between the two of us, you're a bomber, right? So I'm like, all right, we're giving Matt the even holes, right? Because I know on those nine holes, we've got some par fives, we've got the longer par fours. Uh, you're gonna put the ball in play. Of one of those is a par three, so you have eight full tee shots where you're swinging a driver, right? Right. Five of those, five of those, I know the fairway, they bend from left to right. So you're like, now all of a sudden, whoa, we've got a game plan. And you've got to look at all this stuff, Matt, 
when you start to handicap these things and you can get really into some compelling storylines and that's what makes this is what makes betting so much fun Matt. Just, you know this is like so you you asked what you thought was a simple question but yeah, you can make it as but, as detailed or as fun or compelling or entertaining as much as you want to do and that's the beauty of what I'm doing week in and week out and then you didn't even mention the fact that the ladies they have a major this week correct. and we're handicapping the Chevron it's yeah. awesome uh, I'll tell you that few minutes was absolutely fascinating to me. Everything about it from your background to how you do it to the Zurich to it's just unbelievable. Do you have another three or four hours and we could just sit and talk? I mean, you know, really, that's that's I, how I could do it. As long as I'm allowed as many Matt Lawrence pop culture references as possible, absolutely. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you my Friday for sure. Okay. Uh, I'll give you my Friday. Uh, I'm telling you, you're just, you're the greatest. Uh, uh, I'm going to have you back on real soon, but you and I are going to talk off, off of backspin. Cause there's so much I want to ask you about too. And I know you want to know, you know, was Tiffany Amber Thiessen really as beautiful as she looked on TV. Oh, I know you want to know can- that. You go straight Val. On yeah. Me? Oh, yeah. I mean, and I'm a br- I'm a brunette guy. And oh man, the answer to that is yes. By the <sighs> way, she was and nicer right than she was beautiful. How about that? I, I he's speechless now, Sean. I, this is awesome. Truly, truly speechless. <laughs> okay. Truly. Well, I have yeah. stories. Yeah. We'll talk. Um, hey man. Hey, hey Sean. You know, hit, hit the bell. I need to be saved by the bell. <laughs> huh? Really? The perfect combination, my guy, Keith Stewart. Have a great weekend. Thanks so much for uh, spending some time. You're you're just a great one. I'm, I'm a Matt, huge I, I do, fan. The, ne- the next time I'm fortunate enough to spend time with you, I have a question for you. Okay. Why do you put all this effort into loving golf as much as I do? Because, man, it just, it just resonates from your microphone how much you love this game. Oh. And, you know, if, when I meet someone that has that level of passion for the game like I do, man, it's just like it's an eternal connection. Well, I can't thank you enough for all you do. I, I know what you do. I follow you all the time. You're fantastic. Well, I can't. That means more to me than you could know. So we'll catch up real soon. Thanks, man. All the best. See you. Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence is brought to you by Commonwealth Credit Union. Welcome back. Backspin Golf. Oh, boy, so much fun. This is so much fun because I get to talk now to – wait, he's not listening yet, right, Sean? Okay, good. I can say what I want to say. He's a very funny, knowledgeable guy. Wait, I hear him laughing so he can hear me. That's bogus. Uh, he really is. He's very funny. I, he's probably hasn't heard that before. Uh, he had. There's a great – uh, YouTube channel called That Range Life. Now, I'm assuming because he talks about golf, among many other things, that that's the driving range. It could, He could be a cowboy, for all I know, and be talking about, like, home on the range, you know, like the prairie or something. I don't think anyone would ever mistake me for a cowboy. Boy, you got that right. As we sit here doing our Zoom call, which I love doing because I actually get to look at the the my great guests that I'm talking to, and B 
before we started, we already talked about the three Pearl Jam posters you have on your wall. Uh, This is not just about golf. And here's the good news, you know, and you know this because you have this great show on the YouTube channel. When it's your show, you can talk about whatever you want. I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about golf. We have a lot to talk about with golf, but... When I look at your wall and you got Pearl Jam posters on there, that instantly connects you to Sean, who is sitting here listening. And, you know, so now you two guys can just go talk about Pearl Jam all you right. want. Right. Sean and I are immediate best friends. Yes. That's how that works. That is That's how, how works. that works. Unfortunately for me, uh, Pearl Jam just means a different kind of there's raspberry jam, grape jam, and Pearl Jam. That's what that means to me. Sorry. It's just how it is. I'm a lot older than you guys is what it means. Right. All right. Here's where I want to start with you. Uh, and as I do with so many of my friends, because we're all friends now, which is great. And someday maybe we'll all actually get to physically be together. Honestly. Everybody. I mean, all of us since Twitter, especially in the golf world, most of the people that I become very close to, we've never actually physically met. And It's wild. I know. Uh, it's w- true. What we need to do is put together a golf trip uh, and get as many of us together as we can to take a great golf trip. And we'll do that one of these days. I mean, that's bucket list for me. But yes. the, the point is, so I ask you or you ask me, what, what should we talk about? this time on the show. Right. So you texted me, and this is one of the great things about you. Most people, when I say that, they go, oh, I don't know, whatever you'd like to talk about. You know, I'm like, no, you're the guest. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> well, you actually said some things you wanted to talk about with me, and they're the things that I wanted to talk about, like, here's what your text said. Should we talk human weather delay gate, a.k.a. Patrick Cantley? <laughs> Or the general pace of play problem of golf. So that's where I want to start. And for people that don't know what we're talking about, mm-hmm. you, I'm assuming you saw the video of side-by-side of Patrick Cantley taking 50 seconds for a four-foot putt and Adam Sandler in Happy Gilmore. Did you see yeah. that? <laughs> yes, I did see okay. that. As Happy Gilmore lines up the putt off the VW bug and – Right. Uh, yeah. Through right. the whole, all going down rain right. gutters and all that. Right. 50, yeah. 50 seconds over a four foot putt. So it's, let's start there. What are your feelings, Chris McEwen? Well, I will say this. Uh, Live Golf, if you're listening, can you please <laughs> offer. Can you offer Cantley a billion dollars so that he gets off the tour that I love? I want him kick him off the tour, Doug. I want him gone. I don't want him on my television ever again. Oh, that's how I feel about Patrick Cantley. Now, to be fair, yeah, and there have yeah. been some. There have been some that have inexplicably come to his defense. Um, wait, well, hold no, on, wait a minute. I got to stop you. Who? I haven't seen I that. Who is it? Who? I mean, just uh, randoms, randoms, just randoms okay. on the Twitter. In oh, the Twitter yeah. Machine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and to their point, uh, nothing is enforced from that perspective. Right. So it's really just like if he wants to take that long, nothing's stopping you from taking that long other than just, I mean, just rules of decency. Of yeah. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. But, you know, like 
it seems like that ship has sailed for Patrick Cantley. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I don't, I, it, it really, there are very few things that really get me upset. And that is really one. It's just a lack of self-awareness and yeah. respect yeah. for your, your playing partners. And for those, I mean, He's it's been it's gotten so bad that he's going to make me sort of almost defend Brooks Kepka because uh, uh, I do think that affected his play at the Masters. Yeah. Kepka's play. Yeah. Because he and Rom are both kind of sit, hit it, guys. Right. Like just walk up and get a distance and hit their fades right. and then go and putt for birdie. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it really I think it I think it bothered Brooks a lot. Yeah. Uh, which normally I'd be like, cool. But in this case, uh, <laughs> oh, the other thing, too, is Cantley, I think uh, earlier this week before the Zurich, they asked him about it. And he claimed that they were always in position, which is. It's garbage. crap. That's your it's wrong. It's it, a straight out lie. You could see that there were two holes behind at the Masters. And yeah. There were a hole behind last week. Yep. Like, no. He dude, can, and no. what he said was. You know, we got to the second tee, and we had to wait at that tee, and then we had to wait. Well, those are par fives, dude. Right, right. And so you're waiting because guys are waiting to hit their second shot 280 onto the green. That's why you were right. waiting. You right. didn't do that any other holes. And yeah. I believe me, I get it. Look, uh, I am one of the world's great putters, and that's, you know, it's like Ali said, it ain't bragging if it's fact. It's just a fact. Uh, but here's the thing. If I tried, I couldn't take 50 seconds to line up a four-foot putt. To behind it, walk up to it, stand over it for 15 seconds, get back behind the ball, do all the stuff he did over that putt. I, I couldn't do – I don't think I could do it. It's absurd. No, no. I, I, can, I can barely – like sit still for 50 seconds. <laughs> I would, I, it's, I mean, uh, watching him, the reason I like can't, I don't want him on my television anymore. It just breaks my brain. I feel yeah, like I get yeah. yippy just watching him. Like, yes. It's, it's going so to affect you at some point. It, yeah, it, yeah. I can't imagine standing on the green. Like, uh, I think it was Hovland at the masters when he was playing with him. He just hit a shot. Right. While yeah. Cantley was walking up. Like, I can't do this, man. Right. I can't wait. Yeah. So, Which, uh, but, yeah. uh, and to wrap this part of it up, until they actually do something about it, this is going to keep happening. And it's not just on the green. They right. showed him he had a shot on the pine straw, and he had a, a shot. It wasn't like he decided punch out. He had a shot. And he right. did the same exact thing. And nobody, they never penalize anybody. Uh, every yeah. once in a while, for they'll say you're on the clock or whatever. Right. Right. Why don't they do that to him? I don't think they've ever done that to him. Here's what we need. You're sitting here wearing your Cubs bucket hat, which mm -hmm. I should tell our listeners is one of the, uh, it's reversible. So one when you put it on one way, it's blue with the Red Sea in the middle of it. And then he turned it inside out. It's a camo, I assume, because we can't see the actual hat anymore, as Sean said, <laughs> with a blue C on it. Uh, well, where I, I lost my train. Sean doesn't know. Oh, to wrap this up, I have no idea. I lost my whole I can train. Tell you, I can tell you where you were going because I was going to the same place. Okay. Think about the impact 
a clock has had. Oh, on pitch clock. That, that's it's thank incredible. you, see, Chris. Yeah. This is why this is why we are so connected. Let's get a pitch clock for golf. I mean, hundred percent. Okay, that and here's what we're gonna do. I, this just came to me. You have the walking scorers carrying the signs with the group scores, and next to them. In the same kind of thing with a person holding a stick with a, a <laughs> clock on the top of it at for every yes. group. And we'll yes. see it like in baseball, 12, 11, 10. Oh, that's great. I love that. And this. they've already got a Rolex sponsor. Just put a Ooh, sponsor on that clock. Even Make better. Bucks. Trademark yeah, this. You, you do it when we get through <laughs> trademark it because somebody's going to steal this and make money from it. All right. Uh Here's the next thing, and we got, I would say, about maybe five minutes left. Okay. okay. Tell me about, you said, should we talk about the announced Kaiser Colorado project? And just take two minutes because I want to ask you about this tournament director dictator trip thing you talked about, <laughs> okay. too. I okay. mean, it's pretty exciting. So um, if, for those that don't know, real quick. The Kaiser family is Bandon Dunes and Sand Valley, two of the just most incredible places on the you planet visit as a golfer. It's right. amazing, right? Right. Uh, Sand Valley is just beautiful. Well, they have acquired another huge piece of land, 2,000 ah. acres. Ah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> okay. in Colorado, just outside Denver, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but the real, and that's very exciting in its own because they're going to create another sort of, you know, golf golfy golf golf destination only right like there's no other shenanigans it's golf and that's it um but the real excitement for me anyways is who's going to be designing that first course his name is jim craig he was the shaper wait he was the goalie on the 1980 olympic team (laughs) well maybe i don't know that's not the same person yeah uh but he was the shaper for core and crenshaw for sand valley and shapers are the guys that like do the work right they're the ones that make those golf courses. And more importantly at sand Valley, they have this thing um, called the sandbox. Mm. It's a, it's an 18 hole short course. It's the most fun you could possibly have wow. on a golf course. It is an absolute blast. And he was the one that designed uh, the sandbox. Wow. So now he gets a big boy course. He gets a real full 18 and he's already starting to play around with the idea of adding two extra holes and just have 20 holes for why not? Oh, Which, wait a minute. You can't do that. You can't have 20 <laughs> holes. What? You can do whatever you want. Yeah, it's, it's their land. They That's can right. make it 24 holes if they want to. Yeah, That's so it's just v- pretty exciting. It's pretty yeah. cool. Uh, I think 2026 is the uh, is the target date for the opening of that. Maybe course. that's our bucket list golf trip with all Ooh, of us. Maybe yeah, that's like what it. we should shoot for. We got a couple of years, save some money, because, <laughs> you know, we'll right. be spending some money on this trip, obviously. Yes. All right, yes, we got two sure. minutes. Uh, okay. It's your fifth year as the golf trip slash tournament dictator. Not That's director, right. dictator. What does That's that right. mean? Uh, it means I am – I. it's the one time in my life I get to tell other people what to do, basically. <laughs> and I have a wife and three children, and it's still yet to happen in my own house. That, yeah, it won't. So Trust me, I it turn won't. my wrath on my brothers and father and friends. Ah. Uh, and yeah, and they get, but it's, it's really, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, so there, it started out with, I think eight of us five years ago, we wow. went on a trip, um, to Tucson, my whole family, uh, lives in surprise, Arizona. Yeah. And, uh, and since then this year we will have 32 participants. What? Uh, we play a Ryder cup oh, scramble boy. format. Oh boy. Uh, and it's 
become quite the thing. Uh, it's it's called the One Ridiculous Golf Tournament. We rent this year. We have to rent two houses. Oh boy! Because we all stay in houses. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a blast. That's um, awesome. And it's really fun. But I just I have some advice, just real quick, yeah. on uh, trip dictating. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I start planning the day that our tournament ends mm -hmm. for the next year because mm -hmm. you can never get ahead of that. Um, always, I'll tell you this too, a quick little secret. If you're bringing enough people, you can negotiate. Ah, it well. doesn't matter the golf course. Oh. Don't be afraid to negotiate. And that goes for shirts, for golf courses, <laughs> whatever it may be. Don't be afraid to negotiate, ladies okay. and gentlemen. It's part of the fun, quite okay. honestly, for me anyways. Yeah. Um, and I will say this too, for those that like to give out a gift to all of their golfers, mm. I have... For the first time this year, I always knew of the site, but there's a site called Alibaba.com. Oh okay? boy. Okay. And it's it's you you can interact directly with manufacturers. Wow. And get a great price on stuff, also negotiable. Okay. Uh, but you can get a great price on different uh, golf gifts. This is so see, this is oh, it doesn't have to be a trip either. It can be for a birthday for sure. present or whatever, or I can yeah. do this for my guests on the show. No, I ain't doing that. No, that ain't <laughs> happening. <laughs> All right. Uh, you're the greatest, man. <laughs> I you love are. talking to you. And uh, I will talk to you real soon. And we'll have two years. And we'll, you and I will plan out this bucket list trip to uh, the new golf course out there in Colorado. Rodeo Dunes. Rodeo Dunes. Oh, even called. better. Yeah. I'm going to get a cowboy hat with a big blue C on the front of it <laughs> for the trip. Thanks, man. See you. Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence is brought to you by French Lick Resort Casino. Welcome back. Uh, it is my great pleasure now. It's finally spring. And that means one thing to me. Not major championships. Yes, the Masters and we got the PGA coming up and all that stuff. What I'm concerned about, not concerned, what I'm excited about is... July 13th to the 16th, because that's the Barbasol Championship right here in Lexington. And joining us now, Darren Nelson, the tournament director of the Barbasol Championship. Hello, Darren. Hello, Matthew. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm good. It's great to talk to you, because uh, that means, as I said, the Barbasol, yeah, it's a little ways away, but... For you especially, it'll be here before we know it, right? <laughs> it will. Yeah, when that Masters week hits, that really sounds off the alarm that we're getting closer. So, well, um, we're just not too far away from hosting 156 of the, of the best players in the world right here in Lexington. Uh, first of all, just that blows me away now because the field is bigger this year, right? Uh, it'll be the same as last year. Yeah. Um, uh, so we're yeah, 156 players. It It'll started be, last year, right? Yeah, yeah. It'll be roughly about 100 guys from the PGA Tour. Then we still have the partnership with the DP World Tour, or as you and I used to know as the European. <laughs> yeah, it'll be about 50 guys from there coming over to play again. So we'll have a nice little international flavor to the field once again this year. That's great, and we, you know, of course, Seamus Power, who's from Ireland. Uh, we, I, I know you do too. Love having European golfers come over here and play in the Barbasol. But you guys really started, what did you take, a day off last year after the <laughs> tournament and then started on this one? 
Yeah, it's it's definitely a year-round job, especially with the you know the number of sponsors that we have. Just re-engaging with them, and of course, the planning never stops with volunteers and ticket sales. So yeah. it, it definitely is a, a year-round commitment to making this event better every year. Now we did have Dan Cat on the show. I believe it was last week. I think when tickets started and went on sale, and uh, tell everybody how they can get tickets for the tournament. Yeah, we have general mission tickets currently on sale on our website barbasolchampionship.com slash tickets um, you can go on there and see all the different options uh, i do want to mention that we have some complimentary tickets on there for current military veterans first responders and teachers um, there's some, a form a simple form you just have to fill out on the website and then my favorite kids 15 and under are free yeah um, with an accompanied adult so we love to see the kids come out and uh, see these these golfers play that uh not to get into this whole discussion with you oh why not uh that part is what i like to call growing the game <laughs> as uh this other rogue league tour has <laughs> talked about uh we've never spoken about this but um you know this this is these events this championship is what those of us that don't care for the live tour uh this is why, and we get to see it up close right here. And, you know, this is a real real golf tournament, as we like to say, of four rounds and cuts and, you know, all of that stuff. Uh, and one of the great things is having kids, as you say, 15 and under free. And there are always so many parents who bring their kids out to the Barbasol. There are. Yeah, we love to see the kids. Um, we'll have our family day again on Saturday, so mm-hmm. Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon. Um, again, a good reason to bring out the entire family along with the kids. And then we'll also have a junior clinic hosted by the First Tee of Greater Lexington um, Tuesday of tournament week. So we try to do several things to get the kids out and engaged in the event, like right. you said, grow the game here on the grassroots level. Uh, as we talked about with Dan the, something we we actually we couldn't do this event without volunteers. Talk to us a little about how that's going, how people can volunteer. Yeah, we're we're in a good spot, but we just want to keep the the momentum going. Uh, we can definitely use some more volunteers. Again, you can go to barbasolchampionship.com, um, click on the volunteer link, and it'll give you all the different committee options that you can sign up for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll mention just a few. I mean, yeah. if I was going to come out and be a volunteer, I mean, one the walking score, I think, is one of the coolest um, volunteer committees you could be on. You literally get a, a handheld device, and you walk with the players and the caddies literally down the fairway yeah. each hole to, and keep their score. <laughs> so you're so close, you can hear the conversation of what club they're selecting and just the back and forth between the caddy and the player. Um, so to me, that's a really cool experience, an like inside-the-ropes experience you don't get with a lot of other sports. And then we have our shot link committee. If you watch golf on TV on the golf channel, any of the broadcast, you'll see, you know, player X has this part of the hole. Uh, that's our shot link team. that's out there with the lasers, lasering the golf ball, you know, how I was and how far they now have into the hole mm-hmm. um, on a specific hole. So we have some needs for shot link and then gallery management as well. A Marshall committee um, that could definitely, um, kind of bolster that for this year too so lots lots of different ways to get involved and like i said all the committee descriptions are right there on our website for those that are interested and want to learn more and that last one you mentioned is as we all know 
you get to stand right by the green and hold up the sign that says hush y'all or something right. like that right <laughs> but that's right the great thing is as you mentioned like with the walking scorers you're standing literally 15 feet from some of the best players in the world i mean all these guys that are going to be playing in this event are the best players in the world and mm-hmm. uh that's an experience that even if you if you haven't been around golf that much you will be into it after you serve as a volunteer, say, as a walking scorer. I want to ask you something real quick, just off the actual Barbasol for a second. Uh, what are we going to do if we get guys slow playing at the Barbasol? You are the tournament director. Now, I want you, I'll help you. If you need me to go out there and move these guys along, oh, we've been talking about this Patrick Cantlay and the PGA Tour and some guys are, you know, taking way too long. I think 50 seconds for a four-foot putt is a little too much. Yeah. It, it's tough. I'm not sure it's ever going to change, to be honest. But yeah. uh, the good thing is, in my job, I don't have to deal with that. The <laughs> two are rules officials that deal with right. that. So they, they have their timing system. I know they put guys on the clock. Um, it's debatable whether that even, you know, makes an impact on the pace of play, but I know they're out there trying. So, um, so unless you're going to, you know, penalize them a shot, I don't think it's ever going to change the fines. I'm not sure the guys really take the fines serious, but yeah, if you're ever going to penalize them one, one stroke for slow play, I think you'd really have some guys, you know, picking up their pace if that ever happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now. Here's my next question about the actual tournament. Even though this is, uh, you know, we're in April and the tournament's, as I said, July 13th to the 16th. How how much, I know the golf course will be different than it is right now when members over at Keen Trace and Keen Run are playing the golf course, Champions Golf Course. How soon before the tournament actually starts, tournament week, uh, do, do, does the golf course change? Do they start making it PGA Tour ready? Yeah, I'd say it's probably, you know, that month leading up to the tournament, they yeah. might start, uh, you know, cutting down the fairways a little lower, cutting the greens a little lower. And once they get kind of three weeks out and two weeks out, they really start ramping up um, their cuts in the different areas on the golf course. So I'd say probably about a month out, you start seeing a, a real change as we get closer to the event. And one of the great things about any PGA Tour event, but the Barbasol does an incredible job of this, are all the structures that go up on that golf course, the suites and everything that we see around the golf course. When does all that start? We'll have a strike date this year of June 12th. So um, wow. yeah, we'll start on the suites. Players left of 18. Yeah. Um, we'll have about nine or nine or 10 suites over there again this year and then kind of finish up hole 18 and then they'll transition over to hole nine with our structures that we have over there. Yeah. So it takes, it'll take us, you know, probably about five weeks to get everything, you know, up and, and all buttoned up and ready for tournament week. All right. Well, uh, I'm available. You know, I, uh, <laughs> I, I do the show. Swing a hammer? Uh, oh, absolutely. I can. Whatever you need me for, you know, I'm, uh, I'll be all in on that. We I need you for we, we need you for media day May eighth. Make well, sure you're out here for that. I am out there for that, and we'll be doing our show 
pretty much. Uh, yeah, I know we'll be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, as we always are for this. And uh, I really can't wait. And as jokingly we say, it'll be here before you know it. But uh, it's great to talk to you again. I can't wait to see you. And uh, we'll talk again real soon. We'll keep updating as we get closer. That sounds great, Matthew. Okay. Thanks for having me on, as always. Appreciate Thanks, Darren. It. See you soon. All right, that'll do it. Another edition of Backspin Golf in the, well, there's no books. You can't say in the books. In the digital world, I guess. I don't know. In the can. In the can. Thank you, Sean. Uh, I hope you have a great Sunday and a great week. And we'll be back next Sunday at 8.03 as we always are here on ESPN Sports Radio 92.5 and 1300 AM. And, of course, thank you to all of our great partners, Commonwealth Credit Union, Georgetown Advantage Air, Edwin Watts, French Lick Resort, Critter Control, Truly Nolan, Gearheads in Nicholasville, of course, Lexington Parks and Rec, and Maple Leaf Roofing, <laughs> roofing, roofing Systems, <laughs> Wowing Central Kentucky one roof at a time. I'll talk to you all from 10 to noon Monday through Friday here. Have a great rest of your day. Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence is brought to you by Lexington Parks and Recreation.